there it is. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Hump Day. Welcome back to Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am half the Scots. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And together, we look to help you head back to the window, cash those winning tickets, have a little extra Christmas money, get yourself some extra Christmas ham, whatever it is that you want to do. Are you a Christmas ham guy? Uh, honey baked ham. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about I'm all about the honey baked ham, buddy. I got I got to be honest with you. Turkeys for Thanksgiving. I'll I'll eat turkey for Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look down on you. But yeah, I like I like a nice ham. Yourself, you guys. Uh, would you, would you say you were, you do turkey for for Christmas too? Or what do you, what do, you do for Christmas? Uh, I don't celebrate Christmas, so I do nothing for it. It's a trick question. Just seeing if I could trip you up. Michael Hall. Yeah. You can trip me up on, on what my family <laughs> follows. Yeah, we don't we don't really follow any of that. Mike Michael Hall is in the house. What's up, Michael? Rock on to you too, brother. Um, I like eggs. I like nog. I mean, what's not to like? You don't do any like it's so December twenty fourth and December twenty fifth are they're basically the same days to you? Uh pretty much. There actually is an interesting uh Jewish tradition for Christmas, which I don't really know how that started. A lot of Jewish people randomly get Chinese food. On, on Christmas, I've that's seen just that. The thing I've I've heard that I didn't I didn't know that. I don't know that, I don't know when that started, but that's actually a thing. I think it started when Chinese places were the only ones open on uh, Christmas. Probably that's good answer. That'd be my guess when it started. Uh, Joan is here. Joan, what's up? Uh, nice to have you in the house, Scott. How did your yesterday go? Uh, went well. Ended up winning the NBA play. It was a sweat. I had the Lakers and Celtics over. And it got there on a three-pointer with about a minute to go. So it's a sweat, but it's a win. Never a doubt, sir. Never a doubt. I uh, I was what about n- you. Uh, yeah, not. I've I've had I've had better days. Um, as the famous song goes, we had the. Uh, I'll t- I'll tell you how how it went, Scott. We had the Merrimack under, and you know the Merrimack Warriors, one of the most consistent under teams. Uh, in in the nation, I think we can all agree. Not Uwe Pui, but close. They're they're they they share a lot of similarities with with Uwe Pui. The lack of offense, the lack of pace, the pretty good defense. You know, they're uh... so yesterday they uh, we were, we had them at 119. It actually went up to 120 by game time. And first half, 54. Merrimack puts up 19. They're doing their thing. It's perfect. It's a blowout. Browns up by 16. They're gonna everybody's gonna slow the pace down. Not exactly the case. Scott put up 78 in the second half to absolutely bury us as Merrimack, the lowest-scoring second-half team in the nation. As I mentioned, put up 37 instead of their usual 26. So thanks a lot, guys. Really, really appreciate the effort there. And, yeah, that was pretty much not good harbinger of, uh, of how things went. I had, uh, I had Tennessee. They never uh, could never get over the hump. No, that, was, that was perhaps the ugliest basketball game I've ever watched not involving Virginia. Just... Especially I had a great the, time watching that second half. Especially the second half. Just what that was so funny. It was just was so rid- funny. It was ridiculous. It was what do you have? You had six points in about a twelve minute span. Yeah, combined. Yeah, it was. I, I never, I never saw anything like that. Uh, farm got money. That's right, baby. That's right. We got the, uh, we got the farm in. Thanks for the DePaul play. Yeah, no, and I know everybody was uh, probably sweating it a little bit there. Uh, in the first half, because we were uh, we were running a little bit, we were running a little bit uh, behind schedule there, but they were able to uh, completely uh, vindicate us there in the second half. Running out of places to put my farms. That's right. That's the kind of problem you want to have. That's the kind of problems we're here to give you guys. Getting cold. Time to harvest, says R. Rivera. That's right. Get that winter wheat in, man. 
So, uh, yeah, let's get talking to get, uh, you know, like I said, you had a good day. Farm was a good day. I had not a good day, but you know what? It was time to, it's time to brush ourselves off and uh, get it rolling. But first let's revisit yesterday. It's hump day. Let's find out the Wednesday edition of the people who, uh, really took it in the shorts and, uh, called the cops. All right. Well, there was there was a number of uh, of likely candidates in this one, Scott. But uh, we'll start in the NHL. If you had the Maple Leafs on the puck line minus one and a half against the Blue Jackets, they were up five one after two periods. That's pretty good. You've got two goals to play with there. Well, now you don't. It's five three. But good news is less than a minute left. You know, they got the goalie pulled. Here we go. Just hold on. Hold on. One more. No. No. Columbus put the biscuit in the back in the basket with 0.5 seconds left. Holy shit. For 59 minutes and 59 and a half seconds, right? You were good. But you couldn't get that last half second in there. Call the cops, Maple Leafs. Better. Sorry, guys. That's probably the worst beat of the night. Anytime. You know how hard it is to actually see a puck go in the net over the course of a hockey game. Right. 0.5 on the clock. That's right. pretty rough. But looking at the second one in college basketball, if you had Butler and Oklahoma under 127, you had 105 points with two seconds left. And luckily for you, that's an odd number. That's an odd number. Wait, we're good. We're good. You know they're not tied. Wait a second. There's only one shot you need to avoid. And that's the dreaded three-point winner in a three-point game. Oh, God. Oklahoma hit it, and the game went to overtime. And the game landed 128, oh. went over by one point after overtime. Oh, it was the it was the double tease. It's like it's like when the girlfriend breaks your heart and walks out, and you're and you're devastated, and you're sitting there, and there's the knock at your door, and you're like, "Who is it?" And it's her, and you're like, "Oh my God, it's going to be a second chance." And she just says, I, I forgot my phone. And you're like, Jesus, really? That's it. So that's exactly, you got to my, be. I forgot my charger. <laughs> right. I forgot my charger. You forgot to have it. It was pulled away from you twice. Fucking, you were on the phone with the cops. You went, you know what? Never mind. And then you're like, well, hey, remember me from before? That was brutal. Just brutal beat round right there. And finally, we have one that's uh, kind of similar. Stop me, stop, stop me if you've heard this story before. It's Temple Vanderbilt under 132 and a half. It's deja vu. Yeah, oh, God. How, I don't even know how this game was close to overtime. This Can somebody foul one up three? Yeah. That's all I ask. Can somebody foul? Basketball, the last sport to embrace even the most basic of analytics. Jesus. Uh, I, I could show him. Even I could show you the, the math behind that one. How the three is less mm -hmm. than, is greater than two. And you know, mm -hmm. if you subtract the score from two, there's still one left over. It's very important. Temple led 158 to 55 with one second left. Oh, fuck, it's in Call the Cops. Whatever is going to happen here. Dun, dun, dun. I can't take the suspense. Oh, my God, Vanderbilt hit a three-pointer. No! Yes, Vanderbilt hit a three-pointer. Uh, unlike the other one, there wasn't much of a sweat in this one. And over time, the game landed 140. Your 132.5 is just a memory. Temple, Vanderbilt, under 132.5. Hopefully, they didn't have the Butler-Oklahoma game, too. All I can say is Call the Cops. Foul. Foul. <laughs> There's only one guy you don't want to shoot the ball on Vanderbilt. That's Scottie Pippen Jr. Triple team him. Do something. It shouldn't even be hard to remember his name. If it you're really like, shouldn't. Like, what was that one guy's name? Jones or not? No. I heard his father's it? writing a book. <laughs> right. So, all right. Well, 
there was some good news last night. If you were on the right side of these, you were exactly where you wanted to be, uh, laying down for your long winter's nap as you were sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one was in college basketball. If you had Michigan minus seven against Nebraska, it doesn't really matter what sport they're playing. Nebraska's going to find a way to disappoint people because Michigan led by 19 at the half, won by 35. Which Martinez is uh, screwing up for the Nebraska basketball team? Do they have a disappointing Martinez on that team? I think they all transferred. (laughs) It doesn't matter who Nebraska has. They're supposed to be mediocre. They're supposed to be terrible. It doesn't matter. You know they're going to end up falling apart at some point in conference play. Break your heart. Break your heart. Yeah, the Ducks Sabres under five and a half. Uh, Congratulations. That was a fine play. They had zero goals in the first period. They had one goal in the second period. And because this isn't on the segment before this, you know it ended well. They had one goal in the third period. It ends up two zipped. Hello, duckies. Congratulations uh, if you were sitting in the rocking chair on that one. Under five and a half, you're good to go. And the last one, if you had a Southern plus 30 and a half against Kentucky, why wouldn't you? Sure. They trailed by five points at the half. They only lost by 12. Kept the game close. I believe they never trailed by more than 14 in the entire game. Of course, you're going to lose when you go to Rupp and you're Southern, but props to you for keeping it close. Well, don't even get me started if you go to Rupp and you're Northern. (laughs) That's not going to end well either. Um, All right. So we haven't done one of these in a while, and there is certainly a good one here today. This could have been for mad or disappointed, but I'm actually mad. I'm actually mad, so I had to move it. I'm I'm more mad than I am disappointed. I'm mad that anybody would not, not see this coming, but this is a... Yeah, let's find out who it is. Who's wearing who's wearing the golden feed bag today, Scott? It's time for the much missed and much beloved donkey of the day. There we go. We haven't heard it in a while. I, th- I figured I'd let it go the whole way. Now, mm-hmm. because you are particularly outraged over this one, I'll let you take it. So, it was a matchup between Virginia and James Madison. Yesterday, Virginia was laying points, as they shouldn't have, and they lost the game outright. However, we're not even going to talk about the full game. Instead, we're going to talk about a nine-minute stretch in the first half. Virginia scored zero points over nine-plus minutes against James Madison. And the reason why I'm so annoyed is is because this is the second time this season. It's the first week of December. It's the second time this season Virginia has not scored a point in eight-plus minutes of game time. How do you even do do that? I mean, I know they slow everything down. I I know they work for the extra pass, and they're they're a team that's going to chew up. You need a free throw. (laughs) Get to the line. Something. Well, running laps for nine minutes. Put put one ball in a basket. I don't even. Can I get a scholarship? Can you play defense? If we're not trying to score, I could help out. Can... I could help out if we're trying not to score. Can you play defense like that? Because you know part of that is the fact that they play defense. I can guard. I was a pretty decent defender okay. back in the day. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Al Bundy, calm down. I can play a little bit of defense. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to score zero points and you're going to give all these people scholarships, get your money back or force them to double major or something because you got to find a way to score. James Madison, 
In the first game, by the way, they couldn't score for nine-plus minutes against Navy. These aren't exactly the Baylors of the world. They're not the Texas Techs of the world. They're not amazing defensive teams. You're against Navy and James Madison, two teams that will probably not make the tournament. Maybe Madison can win the CAA. But still, just score one point. One time. That's why I'm outraged. This is a joke. Okay. All right. You feel better? A little bit. Now, I don't want you to be one of those guys. I didn't watch the game. I'll tell you that much. Okay. I I hate it when people, like, give a problem without a solution. So what, do you have a solution other than letting you play? I think the solution would be something that Virginia is not going to embrace, which is maybe you should switch up systems, at least for this year's team. Your team isn't good enough to voluntarily score 55 points and win games. As of right now, Virginia's probably going to miss the tournament. You have losses to Navy and James Madison on the resume. You might want to switch some things up. Um. Oh, hey. Remember I was telling you uh, before the show. By the way, we got a lot of people in the house here that I want to say hi to. Uh, Real Jolly Rogers here. Ben Campbell's here. Uh, Brad Crawford's in the house. Bien Trabajo. Am I overreacting about Virginia? I feel like you have to switch something up at some point, right? I mean, you're hitting it pretty hard, buddy. You're you're hitting. Am I am I wrong? Um, are they winning? Does it work for them, or are no. you just annoyed with it? It's a mix of both. This year, it's clearly not working. I want to give I want to give a special shout out here. I I can't I can't go down your rabbit hole with you, but I do want to give a shout out because this is the one I told you about. Um, Jay Seaton is in the comment section, and he hit a. Uh, three-team puck line parlay yesterday for about twenty-nine and change to one. So I think I think I think he said he put fifty man after my own heart puts fifty-eight bucks on the parlay to win like fifteen. Yeah, that's over a thousand. Fifteen hundred, yeah. yeah. So congratulations, uh, Jay Seaton. That's a hell of a hit right there. That's that's a nice job. I gave you props yesterday on my video, but I want to say it again here and have everybody live in person recognize uh, your mastery of the three-team uh, puck line parlay. In the NHL, so Virginia absolutely living, obviously living in the past and overrated to start bidding against the Cavs. Yeah, uh, that's you know you think the you four think unders you think well the they're six and four to the under this year. I mean, so yeah, you're profitable, but it's not it's not the slam dunk you think it is because they they figured it out. Well, you're assuming you'll get higher totals once they're in conference play, playing actual teams with offenses. But that doesn't always work. To address Brad's point there. I've mentioned it after the Navy game, I believe. I just straight up said Virginia, I thought, had one of the flukiest national championship runs I've ever seen. As a one seed, because the team had a lot of breaks go their way. They struggled in practically every round they were in. And because of that title, now they think that it's sustainable to win championships despite only scoring 60 points a game. Good luck with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Matthew Torvik in the house. What's up, buddy? Good to have you here on Hump Day. Um, so we'll talk about one more game last night, Scott, in the uh, in a segment that we uh, there we we always find at least one of of the uh, of these, and this is uh, today is no exception. Let's find out who was hitting the bottle last night when it comes to making those odds in the uh, odds makers. Uh, man, you were drunk. So I mentioned this game up top that I had a I had a side in this game I didn't have any interest uh, I had uh, no bet in the total but 
man, you missed an opportunity in the Texas Tech-Tennessee game. The total was 137 and a half. Uh, you knew you were good early in this one. You knew you were absolutely golden. They uh, the second the first half was like low scoring, but the second half was redonkulous. Uh, what was it? Nineteen fifteen, Scott? Is that right? I believe so. I know that it was definitely lower scoring in the second half. Yes. than the first half. Yeah, it was a four point differential in the first. In the first half, it was a four point differential the other way in the second half. Because it lands 88. It lands 44-44 at the end of regulation. You're like, oh shit, we're going to overtime. Yeah, you got 48 and a half points to play with. You should be good for at least two overtimes. It only took one. Game landed 109. Still put up a shit ton of points. And they put up 21 points in five minutes, which is way ahead of the pace they had for the rest of the game. But didn't matter. So that was just terrible. That was uh they they missed that just a bit there, Scott. I'm I'm not gonna say you're gonna I almost they should have set the total was, at ninety, a, but yeah. maybe a nice one twenty nine or so would have been more apropos. Both teams were runner ups for Donkey of the Day when they combined to score six points in about the final twelve minutes of regulation. The Virginia and then I saw the Virginia, Virginia award score for eight plus minutes. And I said, you know, six points is greater than zero points. So I guess we can work something out. But that was an offensive I can't say it was a war. I can't say it was anything. That was a drought. That was dust bowl drought. That yeah. was next to level. You should just hand the other team the ball because you're doing nothing with these 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Jay yeah, it was, uh, it was Jay Seaton guys. Uh, JC stone. It's a fine handicapper. Put some, put some fine picks up there, but it was Jay Seaton that hit the three team hockey parlay. It was I'm gonna pat myself on the back for the for the tech game. I, was, I had tech in the under, and I said both those on air. That's right. Well, if you don't say them on air, they didn't happen. So, correct. I, I, I did know, say them on air. I know STM Network had a rough day yesterday in their first. I said he went zero and seven, and he's retiring. This the system took a took a, a beat. You, you know what that means, by the way, right? He's due. No, it means you got to get the spare bedroom ready. <laughs> yeah, we're not quite we're not quite there yet. Um, all right, so. Anything stand out last night? Anything uh, you like that? Did you like that Tennessee Tech game? Did we find out anything? Is Tennessee not as good as we thought? Is Tech better than we thought? Or are those just two mediocre basketball teams banging heads? I mean, I Tech winning. I'm not surprised Barnes's team struggled in a primetime game. So that definitely was par for the course. As for everything else, both those teams should realistically not make it past the round of 32 because, shocker, they can't score. It's 44 to 44. At the end of regulation, I get both teams defensively are pretty good, but you can tell from a coaching perspective, Tech had no idea what it was doing offensively for about the last 17 minutes of the game. They had no idea what they were doing. Tennessee had open shots. They just went like three for 45 from three. They're awful. They missed a bunch of wide open shots, but yeah. they at least were running sets. Tech was running nothing the entire game. What was the second game in that? In that what, was the, what was the other game? Uh, Villanova ended up blowing out uh, Syracuse late. Did it go under? Uh, I actually think it did because the first half was extremely low scoring. I just wonder if the rims are funky. I don't know if it was the rims. I know Bills was making a joke during the Tennessee game that somebody left a window open because the ball was like not even close to hitting the rim half the time. <laughs> yeah, but that, that game went under. Villanova, I think, is pretty good. The thing is that Syracuse gave him a tough time in the first half because the zone, of course, is unique. 
but you can't run a zone for 40 minutes against a team that only shoots three-pointers. No. And Villanova, shockingly, hit a bunch of threes in the second half and blew the game open. Yeah, you're going to you're going to be able to work for the sh- you're going to be able to work for the shots if you're willing to take those those shots you can beat the zone. And they is if they start falling you're screwed. Yeah, pretty much. Um did anything surprise you? What shocked me yesterday in general was the Lakers defense in the second half against Boston. I had the over, so I won anyway, but the Lakers for about a 10-15 minute stretch Looked really, really good defensively, and I did not think that was going to happen. Yeah, that's a that's a team that played really good defense last year, but hadn't been uh, hadn't been at, at all just just basically a shadow of their former team defensively this year. Well, and offensively as well. Let's face it, not a good team. Uh, Brad Crawford, appreciate yeah. the the Nets late comeback last night. Had New Jersey money line last leg of a parlay. I had that on call. The cops originally on the 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 Nets. I had uh, the Mavericks on call the cops initially before we uh, switched one out, but the Mavericks were covering for the first 46 minutes and 37 seconds. Didn't cover the game. Brutal. That's Brutal. rough. Yeah, and I saw I saw Dallas was playing well early, and they ran out of gas. Uh, ten, ten and a half. Scored 13 points in the fourth quarter. Ten and a half foot rims. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what. If you if you watch Tennessee shoot for, shoot uh, anything from inside the uh, the free throw line. You thought what it was? Ten, it was ten and a half foot rims. Everything went off the front of the rim. These teams couldn't even hit the free throws either. Oh, it was just horrible, horrible. Uh, Boston looked pathetic in the second half last night. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, uh, I. I mean, the Celtics aren't a good team, and they're missing Jalen Brown. But I was shocked the Lakers seemed to put in a lot of effort defensively, particularly in the third quarter. Yeah, it was a. Uh... You know that's the it's 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 a matter of Boston playing the way that we think they should play much more often based on the makeup of this team and the way they play. But they, uh, Boston the Celtics are dead to me. I, I don't blame you. I, I think I think teams injured, etc. But get Josh Richardson off the roster. He doesn't belong in the league. You you could just watch him five minutes in and tell that he had no idea what he was doing on the court. He was just running around, and I think that the Celtics are a team that I don't know if they should blow it up, but the current core is not working. And whatever Danny Ainge refused to do when it came to trading draft picks, he completely blew the title window for this team. Yep. Agreed. I don't know. Yeah. I'm They're another one of those teams where I don't really know. And I don't think they know what they're doing as far as making a decision about the future or trying to, trying to keep it going with what they've got. And, you know, they're one of those teams that's just, you, they have no real championship aspirations. They're a team that's going to most likely be in the the four to six seed range every year and get bounced. Maybe maybe they'll win an initial playoff series, but probably not. They're going to get bounced in the first two rounds. They, their time. best chance was in one of the weakest Eastern conferences of all time. They had game seven at home with a young team, and they lost to LeBron and a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. That was the best chance they had. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's probably that's probably right. That's that's exactly right. So, um, as far as tonight goes, playing on a back to back, I think Boston snaps back. I have no interest in betting the Celtics ever, so I'm gonna pass on that. I think there are better games on the card. Not the answer you're looking for, but I'm being honest. I don't like Boston when they have days off, so I'm not sure if I'd like them when they have a back to back. Well, you've got you've got the you've got the Clippers here, who've been kind of a kind of a frustrating team. They were uh, 
pretty solid early, but uh, kind of fallen off the uh, fallen off the cliff here last couple of weeks. So, what do you make of what do you make of the Clippers right now, man? The Clippers are a team that's offensively challenged because they're missing their best player, and we know Paul George is the main source of offense for this team. Besides him, you got Reggie Jackson, who's been pretty good lately. Marcus Morris, who's usually good for about, what, two months out of the year? Two and a half months out of the year? Right. Give or take. So he's been better lately, but that's pretty much all you have. I mean, Terrence Mann had the one huge game against Utah in the playoffs. Offensively, or for whatever reason, Ty really just doesn't use him that much in the rotations. When I actually like him a lot as a player, I think he should play more. But... I'm going to go with the lake. I'm going to go with the uh, Clippers here, but it's a spot where I like the under. If I had to pick my favorite option here, because I think the Celtics will be a bit fatigued. Of course, there's no travel involved because they're playing in the staples dash crypto.com center again for the second straight night. But I'm looking at a total here. I like the under because the Clippers don't really go fast. They're not a great offensive team. And I think that after such a terrible showing last night, I do think Boston will look a little bit more focused on the defensive end in this game. I want uh, I want no uh, I want no part of either one of these teams in this situation. This is a uh, this I'm is go- I'm going total. I don't trust either team. Yeah, this is a Clippers team that's failed to cover the last five at home, and it was against some weak ass competition, including uh, Detroit, New Orleans, Sacramento. Um, yeah, I have I have no interest there. Somebody Clippers wants- are good to me this year. I've backed them I think three times, and they've won all three times, so I got no issues with them. Ted Piano in the house, your silky man in the house. Um, uh, Ted wants to know how where I am in relation to the Iowa board. I'm two hours away. I'm two hours south, buddy. I'm, I'm in case I'm in KC. Uh, T train in the house. What's up, bud? T train running behind schedule. The T train's not running on time. Abs, calves, and maths. <laughs> I, I I like the sound of it. I don't I don't know if it'll hit or not. Um, uh, who the abs got tonight, Skeeter? The Avalanche are playing against the Rangers. The Rangers, buddy. But the Rangers are on a back-to-back. Rangers have been playing pretty good hockey, but uh, yeah, they're a good team. Yeah, that's what I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm that convinced of the Avs on the road, but it it does uh, it does uh, rhyme with Cavs and Mavs, so. I can't really argue with Dr. Seuss parlays, but the way that I see it is I'm looking at the Rangers potentially with a fatigue spot, but the issue is going to be the goalie because they use Georgiev. Igor's injured. So the likely goalie here is Adam Huska. Do you know who that is? I do not. Neither do I, because I don't think he's ever played before. So the Rangers might be using a brand new third string goalie for this game against one of the best offensive teams in the league. I like the team total over for Colorado. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't hate that. I think that's a, I think that is a good situational spot there for sure. Uh, somebody asked me about Southeast Missouri state and Evansville, the purple aces, Scott, uh, you know, you, you got to look pretty far, look pretty hard to find a team shittier than Evansville, but in, uh, uh, they beat Uwe Pui by thirty, so I think Uwe Pui's probably worse. Yeah, and I was going to say this is a this is a bad Simu team as well. Um, they have uh, they've they've not been good this season, and they haven't been particularly good at home. 
losing by 18 as a four-point favor to uh, to Youngstown. Um, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. Give me the under. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Uh, I mean, Evans, Evansville's walking into games that land either in the low 120s or even just the 100s. You're looking at the last couple of games 107, here. 107, 110, 106. Yeah, Tennessee yeah. Tech, 110, SIU, 106. East Illinois, 124, Akron, 129, Vermont and landed 107. Total in this one's 130 and change. I don't know if Evansville's been to a game in the 130s this entire year. So I'll go with the under. That's solid. I worry about this Southeast Missouri uh, defense because they don't have one. They don't play defense. Um, you know what? I'll take a, I'll take a stand, Scott. I will ride... I will ride the purple aces here. I'll, okay. t- I'll take I'll take the purple aces, and I'll take a point. Or, or no, okay. I got I got I'm sorry I got to lay one. It's a Simu plus one. Sorry, I'm laying one well, with the aces. SDM talking about how the New York parlay cash yesterday with the Nets and Knicks, Rangers and Islanders. I believe it's called the Bing Bong parlay, and it did cash last night. So definitely a good day for New York. The Bing Bong parlay. Can yeah. You, can you speak to the origins of that? I really can't because it's kind of just based on a YouTube video. I believe it's from Side Talk, but either way, one of the people in New York City pretty much just started a catchphrase just by using one or two words. Yeah. So it's now known as the Bing Bong Parlay. Nice. Brad Co- Brad Crawford says, "Go Kangaroos of UMKC." God, they're not the Kangaroos; they're the Roos. The Roos, but uh, they uh, that's. That game against Missouri that that hurts my soul, buddy. As a uh, as a as a Mizzou alum, that's brutal. That was just horrid, horrid. Um, and you, you know, and, and now we've got we've got KU coming up. Oh, uh, you know that's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, it's not going to be fun at all. It's in KU. People talk so much shit. Uh, oh, STM Network says didn't know y'all were hip enough to call it the Bing Bong Parlay. Of course. Well, well, I was should have known at least know what, should have known at least one of us was. Come on, good lord! Uh, Southeast Missouri State has a nice gym. <laughs> That's about it. All right. Um, what else are you guys looking at tonight? Anything, Scott? What do you? Uh, it is Ui Pui Day, you know. It is Ui Pui Day, uh, which means you have to consider the under, and by consider, I mean blindly better, right? Oh, I'm sorry. It's not. It's it's Fort Wayne Day. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. not Ui Pui Day, no, but just in general. It's Ui Pui FW. Well, the question I have for you is: Friday's Ui Pui the Day in college football. It might be time to talk about it in college basketball. You have a ranked team as an underdog against an unranked opponent today, as West Virginia is laying two and a half at home against UConn. I've mentioned in college football. It usually works in college basketball as well. Give me the unranked team laying points against the ranked opponent. You're trying to start a whole movement now. It's a thing. What do you, what do you, what are you going to call it? The the ding dong. I'll take West Virginia and Morgantown minus two and a half. Okay, that's a that's a tough place to play too. By the way, imagine if Mizzou beats KU, leaving UMKC as the best Kansas City team. Oh my God! You gotta love you gotta love the little fellow's optimism. Son, Mizzou. He's got spirit. Mizzou, yes, he do. He's got spirit. How about you? Uh, for, for Missouri, no, uh, I do for fading, but Missouri is not, what do you think of the West Virginia spot there? Cause Huggins, team has seemed to be okay. This season, UConn, we saw as a solid team, 
They had that very impressive double overtime win against Auburn earlier in the year. But I do think it's pretty telling that the unranked team is favored here because Morgantown is such a tough place to play. Give me the unranked team laying points. Yeah, I saw that I saw that line initially and it it immediately caught my attention. <laughs> because this is a uh, you know, it's it's a Yukon team that certainly has had their has had their moments, but I don't know other than they they've played Michigan State and they've played Auburn and that Auburn team is not very good. We talked about them yesterday. I think Auburn's okay. They're fine, but other than that, they really haven't played anybody. So, um, they've yeah. ne- this is their first true road game, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that and that's and that's a spot that's been profitable if you fade it all year long. So I'm mm-hmm. okay. I'm okay with West Virginia there. That's a uh, that's a, a short price. I think the odds makers know something. I think again, they're daring you to take UConn, the more probably the more known program. You know, the Huggy, Huggy's not bad. They're you know you know West Virginia, but it's not UConn. So yeah, uh, the interesting part is the statistics regarding the rebounds because West Virginia with Huggins is known for being a great rebounding team pretty much every year. Right. Yet UConn is averaging roughly 12 more rebounds per game. Yeah which I do find kind of unexpected, but I'm still taking West Virginia because it takes a lot of resolve to go into Morgantown and win. I don't think UConn's ready for that. I agree. Um, this is a, a West Virginia team that really hasn't found its stroke yet. They have uh, been... They're still pretty good, though. They are. They're surprisingly good for as poorly as they've shot. They've shot just 30% mm-hmm. from downtown. They've shot 28% at home. Usually, usually this early in the season, especially you're going to have better stats at home because you're playing the little sisters of the poor there. But they've shot terribly against basically everybody. So, good news is, been playing good defense as they are so wont to do, playing press Virginia there. So, uh, West Virginia, a tough place to play. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, over in the Buffalo, Western Kentucky. You know, it's Western Kentucky. I just blindly take the. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's basketball. It's um, basketball. Oh. <laughs> uh, Brad Crawford said, "KU will pound Missouri by 30 plus points." Let's be, oh, I. I think they never a, said that Missouri would no. keep within twenty in the first half. Oh no, no, that was one of the that was one of the commenters that apparently is drunk on a Wednesday afternoon that was saying that. No, I have, I have no delusions of, uh, and yes, Ranger. I did, I did, I did use the word I wanted. I have no delusions of Missouri, uh, even being competitive in that game. I think there's a better chance KU wins by thirty than Mizzou uh, keeps it within five. Yeah, two quick college games I want to talk about just briefly. Florida back in action, laying about 27 against North Florida. I'm not saying the Ospreys are any good, but do you want to lay 27 with a team that just lost outright to Texas Southern by about, I don't know, 15 at home? Well, but isn't isn't that your uh, isn't that your theory there that the team coming off uh, embarrassing the embarrassing losses in a uh, fire in their eyes kind of spot there and they're they're yeah it should be for a half pity the fool that I'm plays sure them next sustained for a 30 point win at home florida's not a great offensive team they're fine but i have a hard time trusting a team to win by 28 plus if i think that they can actually if they can reach 80 then i don't mind it but i'm not sure if they're going to reach 80 yeah they might win this game by 20 but 27 does sound a bit rich yeah, this is a North Florida defense that has uh, definitely been lacking. It's not good. So, but again, but you twenty-seven st- does seem high. You start ta- you start talking you start talking about those numbers, then uh, you know it's, cer- it's certainly possible. Now, I will tell you this: they were twenty-five and a half point dogs to Kentucky. It didn't cover. 
they were 26 point dogs to UCLA, uh, didn't cover. And well, you mentioned two what top 10 teams in the country, yeah, yeah, right there. Well, and what where was Florida ranked? Uh, Florida, I believe, was either high teens or low 20s. So that's what I'm saying. It's whatever they're ranked now. I'm not saying, I'm just they saying. They lost that, this week. I don't think so they're, I understand. Florida's 20. I just don't think there's that much drop off. This is a team that lost by 35 to FAU, buddy. How about that? Can I get, can I interest you in FAU? It's not good. That's I'm, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't want to lay 27 with Florida on principle. Okay. Yeah, I, I want The other game I want to talk to you about. I'll take was no, I want the, no part of this, by the way. Okay. Other matchup involves the team you kind of have to auto fade. It's the Chippewas uh, playing tonight against Youngstown State. And Youngstown State is laying 12 against Central Michigan. I don't know how you don't just blindly fade Central Michigan when they lose at home to Western Illinois by 25-plus points. That's a bad loss. That's, I mean, that's this, a bad this loss. is a pound-for-pound pound one of the worst teams in the country. They are awful. Pound-for-pound. Give me Youngstown. Uh, am, I, am I wrong? Central Michigan's been getting blown out every game they've been in. They're not. They're awful. At every single aspect of basketball. Yeah, they're they're not good. Uh, Real Jolly Roger Rogers says, "Don't bet Florida unless you hate yourself." <laughs> That's fair. I could I could I could I could get behind that. But I'll lay I'll lay it with Youngstown until Central Michigan keeps it close in a game over the last couple of weeks, which they haven't. I got to keep fading them on the road. They're just a terrible team. Yeah, and we've talked we've talked a little bit about them in the past. This is a team that is deserving of of no respect. Like you said, they had a. Uh, the coach is going to get fired. I, I don't care if it's his first year on the job, second year on the job. You can't be this bad and expect to keep your job. True. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with fading Central Michigan there in a spot. That's I think that's a, I think that's a pretty short spot. This is a uh, this is a, a Central Michigan defense that's off the charts shitty, and I think Youngstown should yeah. be able to uh, should be able to have a heyday with them. So, um. Florida, Florida was number twenty. Thanks, Brad. Okay, there you go. Uh, yeah. UConn's missing Martin and, and Sonoga, so even more reason to fade them. Yeah, I think West Virginia wins that game by eight. Brad says he's taking North Florida. I I get that, and it certainly it certainly could. That's a ton of points to a to a, a, a Florida team that really showed a shitty game last time. I'm not picking North Florida to win the game. I'm just hoping they lose by less than quarter of a hundred i just wish it was i just wish it was somebody else because they're awful yeah they're, that's fair they're a really bad team uh dayton smu tonight i uh i looked at that as well ben smu is a sucker bet dayton plus four i mean dayton i faded during uh their miracle run there to a title as i had miami in the first game because dayton was awful and miami ended up getting killed and then dayton turned out to as i said before win the entire tournament I like that Dayton team because they started to actually show some chemistry with all the grad transfers they got, et cetera. I think Dayton's got a great shot to win the game. I'm not really high on this SMU team. No, this is a, a Dayton team that, you know, obviously got by, got by KU and uh, in what we thought would be a, a letdown spot next time against, against Belmont, they were able to uh, take care of business. They took care of business. In yeah. That game. Yeah, they did. They didn't, they won by two, but. You know they did they did their thing. Uh, SMU, you've got a uh, a team that I don't know what's 
What's the toughest team they've? I mean, they played they played Oregon and they played and they played Mizzou. Um, I was gonna say they they really have not been tested and they ended up losing to Mizzou in overtime, right? Yeah, yeah, they were seven. seven. If you lose outright to Missouri and you're laying points against Dayton, I kind of have to fade you. Yeah, you were seven. You were seven point favorite against Missouri and you uh, you could not take care of business. Now this is a team that's coming off a really nice win over Vanderbilt, which is you know a Vanderbilt team that you know we kind of thought they were they were kind of okay, but. Uh, I like the way this Dayton's playing basketball right now. I'll take I'll take the uh, I'll take the points. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Mm, Minnesota plus seven against. Talk about some NBA. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, real quick. I don't, I don't have any thoughts on that Minnesota game, by the way. No, I, I got nothing on that. I think that'll be a close game. So I guess by default, I'm leaning to the points because I think it'll it will be close. But I don't really know what to expect from Michigan State on a, on a game in game out basis, and I definitely don't know what to expect from Minnesota. Because who have they played up to this point? Any thoughts on Air Force real quick while I take a look at NBA here? Uh, I like the under in the triple option game this weekend. again, But that involves Navy and, and uh, Army. So Air Force, I don't have any thoughts on. You, I guess uh, under for Air Force basketball? Isn't that usually the move? It's uh, going, up against, I'm going up against Montana. Let me do a little, uh, do a little snap cap there and see. Um... I know Montana used to be good in their conference. Hasn't really been the case for the last year and change, but I don't. I tell you what, I don't. What I don't hate, I uh, I don't. I don't hate the over, and I don't hate Air Force. Okay. Uh, both of these teams shoot pre- shoot pretty well from distance. Uh, Montana cannot stop anybody from distance, letting letting opponents shoot forty three percent. So give me give me the over. Give me Air Force plus seven and a half there. That's, I, mean, I got no thoughts on that game at all. Okay. What do you see? What do you see in the NBA tonight that you like? Uh, so for the NBA, uh, as I mentioned before, I like the Warriors tonight. That's my play today. If you want to break down on that, I broke it down in my YouTube video. Besides that, we're saving one play for later. I got to look at Milwaukee, uh, minus six against Miami. Miami's missing everybody. And when you're missing Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and you're facing a Milwaukee team that got embarrassed by you in the season opener, I do think Milwaukee might take this game a bit personal. Uh, personally, I think Milwaukee will bury this team. You're looking at who Miami has, and this team lost outright to Memphis by 15 last time out. You're rolling out Dwayne Dedman in 2021 playing serious minutes, but you got Lowry, Hero, Robinson, Tucker, and Dedman against the likes of, of course, Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. I got to assume Milwaukee buries them tonight. Give me the Bucks. Yeah, and that was our that was our silver medal play for the uh... – um, bet the farm play, but we we couldn't we couldn't resist what we got cooked up. We did we couldn't. We, uh, we uh, so Roger's asking second. if Milwaukee's at full strength. The answer is mostly they're still missing Lopez, still missing Divincenzo, but they really haven't played that much all year long. Right. They got the main guys. Miami's missing their two best players. Yeah, that seems a bit concerning. And it looks like that's confirmed about Connecticut. I've got them out as well. Sonogo and and Martin are both out for tonight. So that is a. Uh, that is a, a massive piece of information about that Milwaukee game. could win that game by 25 and I wouldn't be surprised yep yep we just about we just about threw in Milwaukee to go with our play just as a just as a sweetener on the money line but we, we both like that play quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, you got any confidence in this Toronto team against Oklahoma City is Oklahoma is Oklahoma City turning into bad Oklahoma City again well, they were awful when they lost by 73 but of course when their best player doesn't play they're gonna look worse I actually watched the fourth quarter against Detroit. 
Uh, they played well. They won the game. I'm sorry. Did you? How many, how, many po- how many points is their best player worth in that situation? Gildas Alexander? 70, 69, 70, something like that. Uh, ballpark, but... They lost by 73. I know they didn't have their best player. I'm just saying, they have been better, of course, when Alexander's in the lineup. Do I want only seven and a half with Toronto has been abysmal at home? Not really. I, I feel like this is a spot where if I'm playing, I'm holding my nose and taking the points, but I'm passing in that game. One line I am interested in is kind of against my favorite team here. I like Houston on the money line. I think they're going to win the game. Now, Durant is not playing. Aldridge is not playing. They've officially been ruled out. Houston has actually won a fair share of games in a row. And we've seen Harden struggle so far this season. They're starting a lineup for this game, projected. James Harden, Patty Mills, DeAndre Bembry, James Johnson, and Nick Claxton. I'll take the Rockets' money line. It's fair. Are you sold by that starting lineup? I'm not. I'm not, although it does it does remind me of that lineup that beat Milwaukee in the bubble there. Um, but That's fair. But, yeah, I'd say... That's that's a, that was kind of a one off and uh, yeah I don't hate that play catching catching good plus money value there all right buddy let's do it let's uh, let's do it. we have uh, we've got a lot of pressure we've hit four in a row and we uh, have put our heads together we've spent an inordinate amount of time on this today but we have we're either getting suckered in or we're geniuses um, let's find out who which is going to be as we strap on our overalls put on that straw hat and climb aboard our John Deere it's time to fire it up guys it's bet the farm uh Scott we had a little over from college basketball yesterday how'd that go we had the over in the Duquesne DePaul game and the game went over Yeehaw! Yeehaw! All right. So, today, we've got another over cooked up. And, let's see, let me get to the, uh, let me get to the correct banners here, guys. It's going to be the Philadelphia 76ers and the Charlotte Hornets over 214. That is available at minus 115 on DraftKings. Yes, yes, we couldn't resist, kids. You can't. Each, each of Charlotte's last six games have had at least... 248 points. That's right. 34 points over this total. 24. Oh, uh, yeah. Th- sorry. 34. Yeah. All right. Take a minute. Wait. Take your socks off. Yep. Doing the math. Charlotte yeah, right. Charlotte ranks fourth in offensive efficiency of Philadelphia. They rank ninth. And what's the other side of that coin? Well, as you might suspect, Charlotte ranks 28th in defensive efficiency. Philadelphia right in the middle of the pack at number 16. These teams uh, just played against each other two days ago. Two days ago, it was 238 in regulation, 119-119, landed 251 after overtime. We couldn't resist. We couldn't resist. It's the Charlotte-Philadelphia over a very reasonable number of 214, and that's going to do it for our Bet the Farm play. Scott, thoughts? This line looks like such a trap, but at some point, you got to just accept it and just deal with it. I have to. When you're walking into games in the 240s for the last two weeks, even if you're giving me the okie doke, I know. This line could be a 220 and people would still bet the over. Everybody get your bananas out, find your favorite tailpipe, and let's get ready to plug that fucker in. There it is. 
Our bet the farm play, kids. 76ers, Hornets, over 214. We're going for five in a row, everybody. Scott, thanks for being here. Everybody else, thanks for joining us as well. It's always fun to hang out with people here every afternoon. We do it every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I try to head back to the window. Let's do it again tonight. You guys have a great day. Good luck on all of your plays, and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody.